What's up, guys? Mitch, Respect My Region, back with another North American Weed Tour podcast, episode 47. And I am Mitch Pfeiffer, joined by... I've got, I'm Joey J. Ping. Today, we've got 420 Kingdom. We've got Jordan and Jesse. Thank you guys for hanging out and being with us today. It's an honor to have you guys. Thank you for having us. Hell yeah, hell yeah, man! So give us, give us the, uh, give us the quick, the quick breakdown on 420 Kingdom, man. What, what, what are you guys? What are the pillars of business? All right, so check it. We're we're a, a cultivation company. We got a micro business license, um, you know, C12. So we're vertically integrated. Uh, so my pops started this company in June of 2019. Yeah, June 2019, man, and. Um, so we, we grow all aeroponics, so no soil, no rock wool, free hanging roots. Uh, it's pretty dope, bro. Like, it's kind of funny, too, because we just wanted to grow a bunch of dope weed. And uh, basically what happened was we're in Bakersfield. So if you're familiar with Bakersfield, it's like super conservative, old school. It's not legal at all. There's no brick and mortar stores. And so the closest licensed cannabis to Bakersfield was actually like in Cal City, or Adelanto, which is an hour and a half away. Well, there was a little farming town called Arvin, probably like maybe 5,000 people. They legalized it, and it's only about 15 miles outside of Bakersfield. So uh, long story short, we got a weed maps listing for 800 bucks, um, number one spot, <laughs> which, you know, weed maps did us the favor, bent us over real quick, and a year later, we're doing about 8,000 a month. So cheers to weed maps. Love you guys. Shout out. Um, and so, <laughs> yeah, it was great. Uh, anyways, yeah, we, we went from like one driver. So we opened up our delivery service. We went from one driver to about 30 drivers and we're doing about 250 a day right around there. And then, you know, 350, 400 on the big days. So I was dope. You know, there so we go we, killing. Yeah, man. We went from, we went from literally like not even like delivery wasn't even a part of our plan. And then we just kind of opened it up and. That's where it is now, and we're, our main focus is still growing dope weed, though. We love it; it's good. That's four twenty kingdom in a nutshell. But that, that's super. That's super fire. Now, we 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 when you started that that introduction, uh, we didn't have Jesse on uh, on the live here with us. Um, did you possibly both of you guys give us a little bit of background on you for on on you guys personally and like what you guys do in the space and with with the company? And I guess Jesse, we should we should probably start with you on this one. Yeah, 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 no worries. Uh, I take care of all Northern California as far as like sales and networking goes and, uh, you know, building the brand, getting us our awareness out there. Um, so anywhere from Central Valley all the way up to Northern California. Um, so I've been with the company for about about five, six months now. Nice. Uh, but it's it's uh, it's been amazing, man. It's been it's been awesome. So it's, our stuff's super unique. Um, and I came from the agricultural side. So, um, you know, in Central Valley, like number one, uh, agriculture in the whole world so if, in order for us to be here um i think one thing that jordan didn't mention is we use you know 90 percent less water which is real huge um or you know nine percent loss than any other growth so it's real huge for us around here with all these farmers growing like you know all types of agriculture yeah i mean driving driving out here uh recently like you know i have a couple of dispensaries but not in the actual area um bakersfield visalia farmersville lamore lindsey woodlake all these different areas and there is so much agriculture there is cows chickens oranges uh i think i see limes 
Uh, I saw a cash for olives sign. What? Like, usually yeah. I'm seeing cash for clunkers, but no. Out here is cash for olives. Or you lucky you didn't see cash for pallets. <laughs> cash for pallets. I've seen that in LA. That's not as crazy as I as one might think. Um, now for for you, Jordan, what what's kind of what's what's your background with the company? I know you mentioned earlier uh, your, your father, or, or there's a there's a family aspect to it. Can you can you share some details and shed some light on that? Yeah, yeah. So um, it was about four years ago to where we currently are now. It was me, my pops, this guy Chuck, and Mario who were all partners as well. Um, and funny enough, uh, when it was when 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 weed was up on the the ballot to be legalized in Bakersfield, my pops voted it down. <laughs> like he was like not a, he was not having it. And then um, you know we kept working on him, telling him like, no, nah, we should do this, blah 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 blah. And turned out that my grandma, so she, it was like maybe six months into actually having our license and having the dispensary, she passed away and she had really bad arthritis. But a big part of like the research that my pops did to really kind of get sold and be on board was um, like the pain that my grandma was going through for arthritis. And so uh, that kind of like almost springboarded it into even more, right, for, for my pops to get on board. And, and um, <clears throat> we kind of like looked in a different growing methods and we'll be the first ones to tell you bro we didn't know shit about growing but we know about building a company and um you know i've always been a smoker you know that type of thing and long story short we ended up picking um essence is our growing platform which is an aeroponic grow and and uh we we uh, hired this guy matt who's like a little fucking like weed genius botanist from purdue 24 years old type just super humble guy. He's, he's awesome, man. And so, um, my dad is the, the CEO and, um, yeah, man, like it's definitely, uh, but I've been building companies with my pops for since 2000. So I would, this is actually the first one though, that I was able to build really, truly like from the ground up, like he already kind of had some established shit. Like I just worked within his company. It didn't really help to build the company. Mm -hmm. And so this is a fun project for us, bro, because it's, uh, this is the first one we've actually been able to like be completely hands-on. And I'm, I'm there. I was there from like day one, like day one driver, day one, building the delivery side, being the buyer, you know, the, yeah. then moving over to the sales and shit like that. So what what has been the biggest side of your guys' business at this point? Is it the cultivation or or is it delivery? Oof. Man, cultivation's creeping, I'll tell you that. But we're pumping in delivery, bro. Yeah, the delivery is <laughs> smashing it. Delivery fucking smashes. And the other thing is that it's like, you know, we're already at a point where we need to get more growth space. So we're we're already working on phase two to get uh, to get some more growth space because our deliveries pumping, like people sleep, like they sleep on Bakersfield thinking like, Oh, it's small. And there's, there's cows and donkeys fucking each other. But no, nah, there's 18 high schools, bro. Like this shit yeah. is big as fuck. Like people be sleeping on this place and it's fucking huge. Like there's you a lot of Amazon people here, here, bro, that are not being served <laughs> at all, only by us. And then there's a couple other ones, but they're deep, bro. They're like, you know, an hour and a half, sometimes eight hour, eight hour wait time. And for us, we give you 20% off your order for literally one second past an hour. So it just kind of exploded for us. Wow. 
Wow. So how, how many drivers, I think you mentioned earlier, how many drivers do you guys have on every day then to meet that quota? So our, our delivery team is about 30, 33, something like that. Wow. Yeah. You guys are, you guys are definitely crushing. And then for your, for your guys' own flower, how much of that, I mean, you don't have to have exact, but how much of the, you, you guys pumping through, you know, straight vertically integrated through your guys' own delivery and how much are you guys wholesaling? So, um, I would say about 25% of our flour is going to our delivery and then maybe another, maybe 20% go into wholesale and the rest is all dispensaries. Okay. Okay. That's awesome. And then, so, you know, you, you mentioned that Bakersfield is obviously like kind of the smaller town, like country vibes. Like what is the, what is the kind of the cannabis culture around there? I mean, you also mentioned it was kind of conservative, but what are people's like feelings on the plant? Are they, they feel pretty educated, pretty, like, uh, you know, pledge allegiance to specific brands or is it just kind of average consumers? What, what's it kind of look like out there? Well, it's kind of funny because we're really setting the pace. It's whatever I, whatever I give them. It's, and I have a funny story, Jody, and I'm actually meeting up with Kevin. I'm going to do some shit with him tomorrow, bro. We're going to hit the road. We're going to meet Kevin, the dude. We're going to go do a NorCal route. But it's really a, I tell this story, I tell this story a lot, bro, because, um, there's something to be said about like the, the, the maturing of the demographic in Bakersfield. So like I brought Kevin on, right. Top shelf cultivation, shout out fire. Wosi. I mean, absolute gas. You know what I mean? Y'all know they were like, fuck you. Like that shit is way too expensive. I'm like, Kevin, your shit's not going to move out here. Like it won't move. He's like, bro, trust me. Just wait till they buy it. Trust me. I'm like, I know it's fire, but long story short, now they're mad if I don't have top shelf. They're mad if I don't have CBX. They're mad if I don't have these like fire, just absolute gas strains. But before when we first started, they were very much like, ah, you know, I don't want to spend a lot, but now it's like, all I have. And then the shit that we produce, I mean, that's our number one seller. Like, and that's what's really dope about the culture that we have is like everything started sitting, bro. Like once we came out with our own flower, it really showed a lot of like love and support from what we're doing. And when we brought that cannabis to Bakersfield, because a lot of other brands started to sit and everyone was fucking with us, bro, like super hard. And so it's definitely matured for sure. I mean, there's something to be said about the quality of, I think, the product. You know, obviously, you know, we get along. We're homies. We're all, you know, we're all, you know, doing podcasts and cool shit and getting stoned on buses and parting and turning it up and shit, which shout out to Hall of Flowers. Um, but, like, the weed, the product is actually phenomenal, right? And I think that's where uh, the consumers <clears throat> and the data, they don't ever lie. And so it's always interesting to see how that can be reflective. Um, I'm sure when you guys and your product, if it's ever low on your menu, I'm sure those other brands see spikes because it's in a similar echelon or a similar quality uh, category, right? Um, and so very, very interesting to hear that you guys are definitely um, not only keeping up with the big, those big boys, those big ass brands, but just wait until the scaling happens, right? Just wait until you guys get all the doors, 600, 700, 800 doors. Oh, man, that watermelon mimosa is going to be everywhere. So this this leads me to my next question. Uh, out of all out of like the various strains that you guys are cultivating, 
Uh, it's all aeroponic. Um, can you give us uh, a quick, you know, one-on-one of what aeroponic cultivation is? Go ahead, Jesse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so essentially we just, we, the roots, they hang down in the air. So they're suspending the air. So imagine like us hanging upside down our whole life. Like we don't have gravity. We don't have to push against anything. So they, those things can like literally blow out. Like they can just literally hang and all they're doing is hanging and getting misted. So it's like 10 minutes off and one minute on. So the nutrients are going straight to the roots. Um, there's no, it doesn't have to fight through any soil. Um, it's just literally hanging. So with that being said, like, um, as our, as our system is, you know, on a closed loop system. So everything essentially runs up and comes back and is documented and calculated. We can know like when they're eating, you know, what they're eating, how much they're eating. Um, so every batch we can essentially get better and better and better just from our, you know, our data analysis on the plant. So again, it's a, you guys have a, you, you have a, you have a baby plant, right? We've all seen baby babies, right? And then the roots are just hanging. Like there's like a thing here and it's just hanging down underneath and you guys spray them and mist them correct perfect just wanted to get yep. wanted to give the people a quick basic visual of what aeroponics is because obviously most people are probably used to seeing plants in the ground plants in pots you know a bunch of dirt cocoa what is it the rock wool right yeah <laughs> was there a reason why you guys chose i I, meant, I heard him mention earlier the the uh the essence system was there a reason why you guys chose and went this direction instead of others yeah, yeah, there is. Uh, for one, we didn't really have a ton of experience, and um, but we knew we could hire the right team. We knew that the capex was was obviously high. The barrier to entry is high, um, but um, because I mean, Matt can basically handle the entire uh, grow with his iPad, bro. Like, I mean, it's so like streamlined, yeah. um, and it's really cool to see. And so, really, we picked it because. One, it was an automatic differentiator. Like there's nobody doing it the way that we're doing it. You know what I mean? I I, I always tell people like, I, just on some knowledge shit, like if you know somebody doing it, please let me know. Like I want to connect, connect with them. We're going to work some shit out and we're going to, but I just haven't been able to really find anybody that's doing it the way that we're doing it. And so that was obviously a big, big reason was because I think it was funny because when we first started, it was very much like, we don't know what we're, we're getting into. <laughs> Hopefully we don't have to trash this whole system. You know what I mean? That's a lot of yeah. money we put into that. But now I wholeheartedly believe that just like when hydroponic came out and everybody was freaking out, like, what is this? It was unknown. Everyone's like, whoa, this is crazy. Giving us crazy numbers. I truly think that that's what it is. Like what aeroponic is going to be. And that next thing that, that people don't know about but it's gonna explode like i think it's just such a cool system bro and like it's so cool and and look it's finicky but like we have done such a good job because we have like kelly steinbeck who like i don't know if you guys know but we have the biggest nestle in the world in bakersfield she was like fucking like top three for like years so she brings like crazy SOP cleanliness compliance stuff. And then we have that coupled with our botanist from Purdue, who's a badass and it's just making magic, bro. And like, I'm not saying everyone can do it the way we're doing it and maybe they can. And all I know is like, I just talked to a guy today. 
if he, there's a guy that's going to open up same system, he's in LA and I'm like, dude, run it, come through. Like, let's, let's talk. Like we're all in this shit together. You know what I mean? We're all going to eat. And so, um, really the reality of it was, it was a differentiator for us. I like, I like that starting, you know, having, having all the right, uh, people in the right place to build a solid team. I think that's obviously super important, right? We all know that in terms of building businesses, but also even entering the business space with the mindset to be a, to be different from the beginning is something that most cannabis operators uh, or cannabis business operators rather, they just don't really think of it or approach their business from that way. Uh, obviously we've all heard of the quick cash grab green rush, you know, kind of model from the last, you know, 10 years. Um, but it's really, it, to me, it's really cool that you guys uh, approach this with a little bit more, uh, I guess, depth of, you know, depth of thought in terms of you know, we're, we, we want to do something different and we want to try to still be the best at it. And then you guys went and got some of the, someone from Nestle in that, in that regard is pretty powerful. And this guy, this guy, uh, this guy, Jesse over here and you guys, you guys' personalities are also <clears throat> something that I personally think. Uh, is very relatable to in the industry. You know, there I, I do know a lot of buyers in the space, uh, different dispensaries and deliveries that, um, you know, they're just very particular with the kind of human that they want to work with, right? So it's just, I think it speaks volumes as to the kind of team that you guys build out based on the humans that you guys are. No, I appreciate that. And trust me, it wasn't all orgasms and rainbows. I mean, there's been some fucking some some roads that we had to go down and get to where we're at right but like we shit we're making it work bro it's it's, it's pretty fun to watch pretty see pretty pretty cool to, to watch man so it's super cool part of to be out there networking and vibing and and meeting people and just being a part of the you know the beginning of it hell yeah on the on the uh on the on the conversation of aeroponics is that something and being a differentiator is that something that you guys are actively like pushing messaging out to consumers that that buy your product of like hey this is something that separates us and and have you noticed any challenges of like communicating that across to the public no yeah it, it's, oh, go ahead. it's tough when they like you know because you have to get them a, it's, it's you have to almost give them a visual mm. and it's it's tough without that visual so um you know that's that's something that i know that like out in the field that you know we have to um get something besides like you know me showing you on my phone like something more out there that you know because when you say aeroponics like people are like well what is that or like you know how people like up north like oh that's a myth man <laughs> but it's cool because it's literally like how i mean you guys know how the battle is just getting to be able to talk to that person you know what i mean <laughs> and so like once you have them and you're having a conversation, they're automatically like, I challenge them like, hey, have you heard of aeroponic? And then like very few people are like, yeah, I know aeroponic. Like, and yeah. if they do, it's it's like, oh yeah, I tried it in a tub 10 years ago when I was growing, you know what I mean? So it's- Or I flooded my living room. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, so it's, it's we automatic conversation it's, uh, starter. I think I think we first heard of it, Mitch, when it was Virginia Company in two thousand. That was two thousand sixteen when we first discovered Seven, it. Seventeen. Or well, twenty seventeen was when we first visited, but twenty sixteen they were at they were in Diego with us. Mm. So when we first started, they were available. But even then, you know, you don't when you like your day one as a bud tender, you generally don't know all the cultivation methods, all the extraction methods, let alone all the terminology, right? 
Yeah, I know. I know people that only smoke their stuff, and like some of them know about it, and some of them don't. But I don't. I don't know. I don't think they've taken a big approach to like communicating that. Um, that was one of the initial things that I really, really grabbed to as well with you guys. You know, to me, there's so many different variables that come into play when you're cultivating cannabis that there could be some. There could be a number of different things that go wrong, right? That could cause various stressors to happen. Seeded plants baby seeded plants, fully herned plants, uh, all the different kinds of mal malnutrient stuff, right? So it's like uh, and the, the heat, the, you know, like a, a, the, the too cold, too hot. There's just so many goddamn different things. So f for you guys, when you're talking aeroponics, <clears throat> what do you guys notice as some of the common issues or some of the common problems that you guys have to overcome? That we have to work on? No, that you have to overcome. Is there anything like, you know, like with soil, there's certain issues that kind of happen over and over. With cocoa, there's there's consistent issues or whatever with certain things. Is there anything with, with, with aeroponics specifically that you guys notice is like, you know, that consistently happens or tend, you know, tends to happen in that kind of process? Well, I'll say the one thing that I, I really like give a lot of like kudos to with, with Kelly being who she is and Matt. I mean, yeah, like dirty clones was a big deal for us. Like that was that that got us pretty good a few times. You know what I mean? So, um, but they're so good at like vetting, and she's so there's there the cleanliness is like through the roof, bro. Like I mean, I'm talking like you might as well go swim in ISO before you even come into a room. You know, like so it's like. We did, we did all those things that you're talking about that you're, you know, those, for those problems have occurred, but we, we have been pretty good, which I feel like is the name of the game and cultivating in, in general is like, all right, you have an issue, you assess the issue and what, what preventative methods can you come up with from not having that again? And so I feel like we've done a good job at, you know, if an issue arises, not having that be another issue. Yeah, I see. That's the most important thing for us that we have to focus on because we know that there's going to be issues. It's just how do we prevent it? And we've been really good at not going through the same issue again. That's huge. That that's huge. I mean, I I frequently hear, you know, whether it's outdoor and the variables that occur in that, or you know, even down here in LA, when it gets a hundred plus degrees, it gets that that's that does affect some of the cultivations in the indoor stuff if they if they really are protected in terms or their acs or whatever it is right so uh i, I find that to be super interesting and also a credit to again to the to the uh to the team you guys have put to get put together because the, every time i've seen the, the 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 420 kingdom weed it's just always super tight there's no seeds no hay smells so some of the certain things that even the other brands that you mentioned earlier can't even seem to overcome that kind of stuff. And what are, what are some of the strains that you guys are offering that, that people are really gravitating towards? Um, right now, I think the ones that uh, are big for us right now are motorhead and our runts. Um, I think the runts is, is the one, but the motorhead has been getting a lot of feedback lately. Um, the runs was the was the one on the YouTube video that we had did on the tour where it kind of looked like it was uh, we posted on our Instagram where it looked like it was a uh, um, um, what was that comment Jordan what did they say it was on the runs 
Oh, like you broke it apart and it looked like uh, like honey. Like you could break it and it was like honey. Um, funny thing was like some people Crazy were going fucking bananas over this shit and like this is fake. They infused it with THC fucking dislit. I mean, it was like like 95 comments and like low key these dipshits don't even know it's just sugar. It's not even fucking like like it, it's not even like the THC. That's what's funny. It's not THC. It's literally sugar. That's all it is. But it looks crazy. And people that don't know that when they see it pull to break apart and they see like, you know, like a, a thing like this big and it's just like lines of like, it looks like honey. Everyone thought it was like, you know, THC, mm. which in reality it's not, it's just sugar, but um, it, it's, yeah, but it's, it's pretty cool to like, to have that happen is a, is a key indicator. I think that we're doing the right thing. Like, I think like some people don't even have the luxury to be able to break their shit apart and then like see an entire glisten from like one nug to the other nug still intact, long lines of, it looks like a spider web. Like, it looks crazy. It looks crazy. The terps, the trichomes splitting apart and man, Absolutely loved it. That so was what? that was one of the things that was super impressive when I first saw the weed. I was just like, damn, look at like Justin, when you first showed me one of the buds, I was he was like, You gotta see, look at look at this fucking watermelon most, look at this jar. It's like holy shit, how dense they were, and this just the smell on it, just popping. Two to three percent terps. You guys ever do a terpene terpene test on them? Yeah. Our what, latest what, batch came in at two point nine. Yeah, I called it two to three percent. Called it yep. right there. That's crazy. Yeah, that shit. When you open it, it, slaps you in the face for sure. That watermelon is crazy. Man, crazy unique. So, what do you guys look for 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 your in-house strains? Like, what are what are the characteristics that really cater you to choose why to go with something? Um, you know, it, that would have to be Matt. That's a more of a Matt question. He's the one that, you know, that dude's such a like little mad genius smoker pothead. Like, fucking just knows his shit and like. You know, we've had a couple, like, you know what does really bad in our system is, is blue cookies. It just didn't do well. But we've had, we're in the R&D phase and, like, you know, we have our watermelon mimosa, solid hybrid, 70-30 split type shit with sativa, indica, great-ass fucking hybrid. And then right now we're going to put online our grape pie, which we did grapes and cream, which was an absolute slapper, bro. But they discontinued that clone. And we got a tissue culture of some great pie, which is going to be, it's looking bananas. So we're looking like we're going to have our final strain of the indica that we can keep in rotation. Um, but we're, we're still just doing one to two rows to really see like what is slapping within the system. Cause honestly, not everything it's, it's a pretty stressful environment for that plant to be within no soil or no whatever. And so, um, when we choose them, we've had a couple that have, you know, not done well, doesn't do a good yield, all that. But, um, you know, I don't really know any specific, like why he's choosing certain strains. Mm. I think we're really just like, let's get it popping. Let's do one or two rows. Let's see what's up. But we know that the grapes and cream was absolute fire for us. So we finally brought it back, basically a great pie, which is the same thing. We also have that pre-98 bubble kush that's crazy too. That's, I, that's nuts. Yeah, try that. So, so with, yeah, with yeah, these strains, what, what what would you say really separates? And, and Jesse, because I know you're not to say Jordan that you're not the smoker, but I just have smoked 
a couple joints back to back with Jesse on that on that stuff on the bus. And so it's like, what would you say really separates you your guys's buds from from some of the other brands or or products that are out there? I would say like um like when you're when you're like out smoking in places and i know me and you talk about this jerry like there's nothing when you walk by people like nothing smacks you in the face like oh my god that guy is smoking some absolute gas right there like you just like don't smell it like that too often anymore like, yeah you know so that in particular thing like first like with that watermelon when you dry hit it that taste is just like you don't you don't almost don't even want to roll it that's, the that's the joint that you can smell the joint when it's rolled you know what i mean yes yeah so that i think that smell that unique smell um when you first open it it transfers over into the joint and over into the taste and over into this like it's just completely transferable um from that first whiff that you get when you open the jar and i think that's what makes this a little bit unique and and to that point jordan what what are what are your thoughts because i know you're you're a big smoker as well what 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 do you think um it really separates you guys, not necessarily as a brand, but definitely, you know, flowers specifically for you guys. You know, I've been getting a lot from people that the, how clean it is. Like they love how clean that smoke is. Doesn't give you that harsh cough. It's just, I've been getting a lot of people saying that it's unique. Um, and I think that's due to the, the, the grow method, but um, also one of my favorite, like, uh, comments that we've been getting from like a couple dispensaries that have ordered a ton from us is the consistency. Like, and that to me was the biggest compliment we've gotten so far was the consistency of what we're doing. There we go. <clears throat> Love it. Consistent cannabis, few brands and even and far between that's for damn sure. Yeah, that's that's the goal. That's the standard that you got to set, man, if you want to build a brand in this space. And, you know, on the, on the topic of brands, you know, you guys obviously have a unique perspective in the industry where you guys cultivate your own products. And then through the delivery, obviously, you're able to showcase other products and work with other brands. What are what are some of the brands that you guys sell that have you guys have identified as like either the people want or just brands that you guys really enjoy? Um, well, I mean, everyone loves Stizzy. Stizzy goes we go hard for Stizzy, bro. Like people just go absolute bananas for Stizzy. But um, I, you talking about like vape pens or what? Or you just anything or what? Really, really anything. Just you know, I, I'm just curious about the brands that you feel like have done that you guys carry that people really identify with or ask for or seem to order. You know, that have clearly built out a following. Um, you know what? Be before the, uh, when the Prop Two Two Fifteen was going on, um, heavy hitters was super like tough in our region so like people still fuck with heavy hitters hard over here and it's funny because not a lot of people in la um like it, i just don't see it that much in la you know what i mean and so we we definitely fuck with heavy hitters a lot but i like them um almora farms like peep them if you guys haven't they're super dope uh great price great product um we pump out more hard and then like I don't know if you guys have ever heard of Kindly. You guys ever heard of Kindly? Yeah. Yeah. We fuck Kindly hard. They're dope. I like them a lot. Rami's, a, Rami's the homie. Um, we pump them super hard. And then, like, they have just great flour, bro. Like, it's great pricing. 
everything great, everything. And then trying to think like, obviously your Kiva, your Kana. Uh, we just brought on Wild, which went is going bananas right now. Like everybody's loving Wild, um, dude. Everybody buys like everything we put out there. It's just like the name of the game is like, is it pri- is it priced right? You know what I mean? Mm. Is it like like I'm not gonna buy if I can't if I can't make like a good amount on it, or if I think like hey, you're competing in this lane, like, I'll tell that person or that brand, like, bro, I'll bring on any brand. I don't care. I don't give a shit if you have trash outdoor weed because there's a market for it. But if your trash outdoor weed is $4 more than, like, fucking honeydew, which is the slapper of an outdoor, you know what I mean? Like, you're not going to sell. And so I'll push whoever, and a lot of our shit will sell. It's just, like, the name of the game for us is how is it, how is it right like and where's yeah. the price at and all that stuff and, and with pricing what what are some of the issues that seem to arise with with that people can't get pricing right are they in you often see people in a certain price bracket that's just highly competitive or do you see them just not having realistic price expectations for their product oh hold on what? are we back to the blair witch project again here or what's the uh, i think so <laughs> just, just to get your boy Bro, I'm he's, he's creeping me out. <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, we're just working through some technical difficulties. This is what it's like when you're in the middle of Bakersfield or Arvin or one of these <laughs> one of these towns. Occasionally, you know, one of the farm animals will cross the wrong road, and then all of a sudden they're getting in your electricity. That's right. That's right. In your Wi-Fi. Sometimes the signal gets uh, interrupted by some dairy cows out here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so real quick, so Jesse, for you, uh, it's kind of a similar similar question to what uh, to what Mitch was just asking. Um, you know, popular brands, popular strains in the in the actual area. You know, obviously Stizzy and Heavy Hitter, some of those kinds of companies are are you know just really well branded and have been around for a while. Probably, I would assume Raw Garden, some of the other ones of that nature. Um, what what kinds of brands do you gravitate towards? What's what's a what's a company that really speaks to you, whether it's Flower or one of the other products? Um, well, I I mean, just one that that sticks off the top of my head were two was uh, I tried some of the Indos at Hall Flowers, um, just some pre rolls I think that were going around, and then there was a they were they were pretty far. I think we just got them on our on our menu too. Um, and uh oh there was um king's roll mm. uh they had a um a cantaloupe uh a cantaloupe pre-roll but that when i opened that cantaloupe i, I hadn't smelled anything like that before that was crazy uh, i don't remember what it was i can't i was at hall flowers a few while, a while ago but it was some type of cantaloupe love it i actually read no it was like a blueberry blueberry it was yeah it was it was crazy it was like by the way, sorry for the technical difficulties, bro. I was milking my cow out back, dude. <laughs> How many gallons did you get? He's got to get milk. We just, it's only about That's like, it's so funny, dude. Like, I love when people say shit like that because it's like so far from the truth. Like, but it is the truth, kind of. <laughs> sorry, my, sorry, my cow ate my Wi-Fi. Like, what? <laughs> my bad, dude. That's so funny. Oh uh, man, yeah. I'm stoned. I smoked two fucking jeters. I've taken three dabs. I don't know if you guys have noticed the weed's hitting me hard. 
Bro, if I took a dab, bro, I wake up on Tuesday, bro. This shit's like rocket fuel out here, bro. What? I'm over here. Come on. I'm not a dabber either. But yeah, I, I, I kind of want to go back to that question because we were talking about pricing. I think that's a common, um, a not so common topic where it needs to be in the industry, but it's obviously a common topic when you look at like where consumer demands at. So from your standpoint of, of you know, being a distribution or retail outlet of dealing directly with the customers, is pricing when brands come to you is it do you often find that they're either priced in an area that's like far too competitive or they don't price their product according to like realistic expectations well I, uh you know it just i think i've been noticing and fuck i could be wrong but there's a lot of variables that go into it man i think i've noticed a lot of people that are not vertically integrated they have some challenges bro like they they you know because they are not vertically integrated and they only have, you know, a distro or they only have, let's say a dispensary um, or they only have cultivation and, and now they're paying that 20% distro. Um, so it's, there's some variables I think that go into it, but then there's also some, I've been growing for 20 years and I know, you know what I mean? Like my shit needs to go for this price. Like, and I'm just kind of like, well, I mean, okay, maybe for them, but it's like, like I was talking, like I was over, um, I was at a dispensary in LA recently and like the guy was like, it was comedy to them because this dude walked in and this is the buyer telling me, and he's like, Jordan, this guy walked in, he was like super hipster, like, you know, and he's telling me how this shit just flies in Hollywood. And he's like, bro, look around, like we're literally in Compton, like the fuck? Like, so I feel like it's, it's it's got to be like a, a like a living like there yeah there's certain price that you have to hit but it's got to be a living organism to the demographic you're in you know yes. what I mean and so that's that's where I think like a lot of people sleep on like all right what's my demographic mm. here and and I think people know and they're like they always ask me like hey what's what's your demographic like and I'm like well it's fucking great it'll sell in you know whatever and then they're like oh, okay but it's like. Do you really know, like, and are you willing to work with that price? Because in the end, like, like I said, I will push anybody's shit. It's not even that it's, will it sell? Like, so if you want to put it up, you're good. Let's put it up. Give it to me at 23. I'm telling you, it's going to sit and you're never going to get a reorder, but whatever, fuck it. You want to just, you want to do it? Then let's do it. So it just. People have to be flexible with the demographic that they're pitching to. Yeah, you know, no, absolutely. And, and Bakersfield being a unique place, you know, the LA is such a unique market. The Valley is a unique market. All the different areas of the desert, um, the IE, uh, lots of good data available online for people to get a better understanding of who they're who who lives in these areas and what kind of money they actually have. But most importantly. The data and the sales on the POSs don't really lie. If it doesn't sell, it ain't moving. And if it ain't moving, it's got to go. Take it back. Take that shit. Because even bogos, sometimes, man, even bogos don't sell the shit. There's a lot of flour out there right now. A lot of a good lot. flour out there. Time. Right yeah. 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 And that's why, actually, go ahead. Oh, no, no. I, I was just going to say, you know, to that point, you know, what, what do you guys feel like helps your guys' flower sell so well? What, what has gone into it? Is it the pricing? Is it the quality? Is it the experience? I mean, is it everything dialed in? Consistency, right? 
that can see i think it's all of it dialed in and then on top of that is the packaging like our little gold line on there sticks out like crazy our gold tops um you know and then our unique uh cultivation ways and it's just a different it's just a differentiator of you know explain to people like what we are how we are like no one no one else can walk in there and, and say you know we're aeroponics like we can walk in there full confidence like look we're the only ones right now um this is what we do um but i think that the main that that packaging is is super super unique we get comments on that gold label all the time on our little lion guy mm -hmm. five star aeroponics well and and to like take it like even even to take it to a point like you know sometimes i can't argue like i can tell you it's consistent right but like until you order it and until it consistently sells ah, who gives a fuck because my word may may not mean shit so like like to take it even a little further, like we, like I said, we really give a shit about feedback. Like that is one of our most important things. So much so that we put a fucking QR code and we were thinking, ah, some people do it. Some people won't. Thousands yeah. of people have done this shit, bro. You can literally scan a QR code from our packaging and rate our flower yeah. and give us on terpene, on taste, on all the different things, write a note, send it, and it's all in Excel. But I'll, I'll sh I shoot at the buyers all the time. And I'm like, look, dude, I'll keep bad ones on there too. Like, and I'll tell you what, there's really not that many bad ones, but that's just another piece that like shows that we're humble mm. enough to be like, help us. Like fucking let's run this. Like what, what do you, and I think a lot of people, they, they want to feel a part of yeah part of the business and when, yeah. when they feel like they've been heard when they feel like they've been heard on that survey yeah. and we reach out or whatever like that shit speaks 100%. volumes and it really resonates with people so and we've gotten some great feedback that has genuinely helped us yeah i think another thing too is that is like um you know super unique that i don't see a lot is the terpene profiles also on the package mm. yeah that that for me i mean yeah joey's been speaking about that forever Come on, yeah, that, man! Come on, I need, give me the terps. What if, what if, what terps. if you had, what if you had a high terpene that was, you know, what if you had a strain, a certain batch was different than normal, and it was higher in one terpene than it was normally. Someone would have a different experience, and that's that's that kind of. It goes back down to the science of the consistency. Um, having the terpenes on there is actually more data for customers to get a good understanding of what their high might be like and how potent or how heavy how amplified it might be, right? That watermelon, yeah. most of you guys said is a sativa hybrid, correct? Yeah. So uh, what perfect examples. There might be phenos where maybe it's a little bit more of this or a little bit more of that on some of them, right? Could be heady, could be body high, could be anxiety, depending on the person you ask. Having those terps on, they really give someone the understanding of like, all right, this one, 1% 1 limonene or osamine or some, you know, something else like, all right, cool. I'm not going to get too much anxiety. It's going to be a little even keel. But if that's if that shit got up to like three percent, right? They could be freaking out potentially. So there's yeah, a lot right. of good information behind, and a lot of good, uh, at least for me, a lot of appreciation behind behind you guys having the terps. Certain terps also make my body hurt. So, I was going to say, does it, it also can like dehydrate you or, or mm -hmm. uh, yeah? Yeah, certain terpenes dehydrates me, and I already hurt from dehydration so it's just like i stay away from strains that make my body uh dry out like mitch remember when i used to smoke a lot of dutch treat mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i used to love the dutch treat uh the jack herrera you know kind of terpene profile 
I stay away from all that stuff now because it just makes my body dry out and hurt. Well, and you know what's funny is I think about this a lot, bro. And like, this is just like on some not really sure, but like, okay, so you've been in the cannabis game, Joey. Like you, you are, you know. So like how, how do we as a space to the average common smoker with it just saying limonene, right? Like you almost have to have limonene. This is what it does. You yeah, know, not whatever the next turf is, this is, this is what it does. You know what I mean? So it's like, I think about that a lot. Like how do we, how do we portray in such an easy way for the end user to, to be able to like digest the reasonings behind, right? Terpenes, because you've been in the cannabis game, you've been in the cannabis game, you know, yeah, right? Because I you, think it's, I think it kind it. of boils down to symbolism, uh, iconography, you know, um, very, I, I, with buddies, we put the terpenes on our stuff. Depending on the item, we actually put a little fruit symbol or a little icon, maybe something for spice or an earth symbol for earthiness. Um, you know, I don't know what we use for sour, so could, tough example for that one. But, you know, there's, there is a definitely, a, uh, and I like the brand Originals. They have their dispensary and their weed brand. They are on their packaging. Shout out. Shout out to Originals. They also have, their, they've created their own icons, like their own little symbols. And so it could be one of those things where you guys just create your own little language and have a key and you market, you know, the language, uh, the icons and the key uh, with those QR codes and with those links for feedback, kind of all uh, in synchronization to, um, to get the education out there. Now, it does that mean that every customer that you know comes across your brand the first time that they're already gonna know, you know, terpenes? No, right? The overall, I think as an industry, we're doing a pretty poor job of getting cannabis information to the non-cannabis customer, mm -hmm. right? To to like we speak to the industry a lot, we speak to the cannabis friendly community a lot, but we don't do a good job of getting information to the other people. And so um I think it would be would be awesome to see um, you know, obviously the jars, the packaging, entirely experience is just out of this world as it is, but over time, right. Various ways to improve. Uh, I know Maven genetics has a little card insert inside their box. I think they have terpenes and maybe strain information. Like, I don't know. You guys are, again, being as creative as you guys are and seeing as how dope the brand yeah. already is. It's really just, it's going to be exciting to see your guys' progression over time, uh, and how, it transfers to, um, you know, the customer getting value at all points, right? Right now, the customer gets an extremely high quality cannabis product inside the jar. The packaging is immaculate. And then you guys deliver terpenes and some of the other key information. It's grown in a very unique and memorable fashion. And it's at a good price. You guys aren't at that $90 an eighth price point like some of the other brands are. So, nah. At that point, all those things are adding up to a really, really great premium quality cannabis experience. You know what I? You know what I did recently? I went to a, I did a podcast uh, with this like prominent like insurance broker, and he was like, it was so funny because he wanted to say that he smoked, but he did not want to say because it it's like a small big town. But like, dude, it got like crazy numbers, like crazy, and. It spiked like everyone, 
the the big takeaway was really like, look, you can go to a shop in town that's not licensed and not know what you're getting, or you can buy our shit and know exactly what you're getting. And I mean, it just like spread like wildfire, you know what I mean? Not to mention we were first to market here, but um, you know, stuff like that too. Like just, you know, you know, giving them that knowledge of, um, you know, what you're getting and why you're getting it and how it's tested in the lab. And we're, that's shit that we're still fighting. And you, that's crazy because all of California is legal. <laughs> so you guys don't really have to go through that as much or more. Most people don't have to go through that. You know, if you're in LA, you don't, you don't have to have that conversation and it's actually a pretty easy conversation. So that's kind of something that we, we deal with a lot. What is, what is something that you guys are hoping to change with the legislation in, in, in Bakersfield? I don't want to change it. <laughs> <laughs> like, if I'm very real, like, stay legal, bro. Our, our delivery is pumping. Like, we don't, we don't need no, We don't need it to be legalized at all. Now, nah, it would be cool. Like, I think it's going to be legalized within the next couple of years. Um, I, we're, we're, we have a lot of... Um, like, I don't know if you heard, but there's like this big old, like the, the headlines were like, it's a billion dollar weed bust kind of like right inside of Kern County. Like it was huge, like massive. But these, these guys, I'm not going to say these guys chopped down a hemp field. And by law, what you have to do is you have to give them two weeks to basically remediate. It came in at like 0.05. Like some stupid, like low, low, low THC, 0.05. I think you have to be at like 0.03 for CBD or something like that. And um, they chopped it down. And it was actually tied to like a prominent college for research. So like we're in a massive, massive lawsuit. I mean, these guys lost hundreds of millions of dollars with this crop. So it's like there's a shit ton of bureaucracy going on. Like I don't see it. Like, I don't know, man. It's, I think, I think it's going to happen in the next. Well, <laughs> cut off. Then the story was just, the, the story was just getting good. Just getting I know. No, Bakersfield has been a freaking booming growing like the last probably, you know, five years or so. Cause I mean, we just got an Amazon here. And now that a lot of people can work from home, we're only like an hour from LA. So, you know, the housing prices here is, is ridiculously cheap compared to LA. So a lot of people are, are coming into Bakersfield, you know, and working from home uh, that are from LA area or surrounding areas. And, and with that, I know, I know you said you've only been there about half a year, correct? Yeah. But what, what are some of the changes that COVID had brought you guys? Like, I mean, obviously you only have delivery out there. So most places that are dispensaries and have delivery saw delivery grow. Did you guys still see delivery grow over the last year and a half? Yes, definitely. Definitely. Cause I mean, like, like you said earlier, there's no, there's like, we're the only ones here. So there's no like legal shops here. So like when we came in, um, at first we got a big, big following. I know, like I'd heard about them even before I jumped on with them. Um, and you know, their, their stuff was just kind of in the streets a little bit like, you know, uh, and then their, their delivery vans are really unique. Um, so it just take a, it took like a, a big, big hold on the community, I think um just from like our from our packaging and then knowing like we are from bakersfield like you know everyone is from here um and them them being able to put themselves out there and market it and uh you know be the forefront of it and uh, i think that's that's huge because you know jordan's from here grew up here 
um his pops did too they both went to high school here you know they're all from here so big big ties in the community that's dope that's super dope man yeah so it's 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 cool to be a part of man and then like the way i got brought in was you know it was kelly like the uh from nestle's one who brought me in and i i got to meet jordan and his pops um and then you know now me and jordan are you know road dogs out there we go everywhere road dog road road warriors Getting the sales, right. slinging the packs, helping deliveries get to places. What? Yeah. And what are what are some of the what are some of the challenges of of doing sales on that side away from the delivery of just doing the sales side with California being so large? Like, have you guys you know experienced some obstacles within that? Um, I would say mainly like not being able to 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 reach everyone because like literally like you know it's me and jordan that handle basically all of northern california like from like you cut california half just me and jordan that are up there you know moving around and a lot of places like you're not you're not going to get on the phone with people they're not going to email you back you know those those type of things so you have to literally show face you got to show up um and then you got to explain your brand because we're new so i think that that's probably a big challenge right now for us i mean it's not i'm not complaining at all but um just being able to get to more people to get to more to more shops to get to more deliveries um because it is just us and we got to be on we got to be on the ground or else it's not very you know it's tough to, to do things through the phone my bad bro my pigs were <laughs> yeah <laughs> wi-fi turned into a snack again huh <laughs> yeah bro yeah, my 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 damn my damn turkey didn't took my phone. It's back, dude. My <laughs> Thanksgiving, my you know, my turkey out back came in and just stole my phone, and flew off. Yeah, that's that's pretty much what happened. I mean, I wouldn't. You know. <laughs> I'm dead. I can't handle that's you guys. Spot on. So, so Jordan, what 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 do you guys got on your guys' plate for you know 2022? What what's what are some of the goals you guys are trying to hit this next year? Man, um, you know, I would say uh, moving definitely more into retail. You know what I mean? We, I think we've been doing a pretty damn good job. Like, I think we're about three months in. Some like 75 accounts, which is not bad, you know? Like, we're pushing our shit. And, and uh, really, our, our main focus is more grow. You know, phase two. We have a, we have a $5 million round open right now. Okay. Okay. Expand Phase and grow two. and expand that retail footprint. That's right. That's dope, man. I wish you guys nothing but success. I'm excited to smoke more of it. I've got to check out that motorhead. I got to check out the runs and I haven't smoked a watermelon mimosa in damn near green street. 60 days. <laughs> <laughs> you got to try that, that pre 98 Bubba. I mean, it sold out in less than 30 minutes, but you know, Maybe, maybe I could get you, you know, like maybe I could get you like a little baby, like, you know, dime bag, you know? Hey, I will smoke all the floor weed from 420 Kingdom. It's still, <laughs> it's still the kingdom. You know what I'm saying? Facts. That's hit me with the floor, hit me with the floor trim. That's mad funny. Well, we, we super appreciate you guys rocking with us um, on this episode, man. Staying up late. Um, you know, we, we usually do these kind of late. Always appreciate the guests joining in late, man. Is there anything else you guys want the people to know? And where can the people find you guys? Oh, real quick question. This is actually like live, like people are watching. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. My bad, dude. I, I was those were. Yeah, those really were pigs and horses. OK, all right. 
So, uh, yeah, for us, bro, you can check us out. We got 420kingdom.com, obviously, our website. Um, we're building out our grow page right now. We got the delivery side in Bakersfield. Like, we're in a bunch of different stores. Um, you know, you can go check us out at local dispensaries. Check us out on WeMap. got the brand. Um, I would say Instagram, but you know how they are. They keep deleting the fuck out of us. A bunch of haters, like, straight up every five accounts we open they uh delete us so um we have 420 kingdom underscore underscore and then we have uh 420 kingdom all spelt out with letters um and those are the two that we just kind of run and, and and do and then yeah man so check us out bro like we'll, we'll i'd love to get people the product right so anytime like bang our line and and uh we'll, we'll put some shit together for you guys and, and make sure we can point you in the, the right direction hell yes hell yes definitely a bunch of samples out there let's go yeah we got to tap in i know i know i'll see you guys soon we got hall of flowers coming up next month we've got emerald cup coming up next month there are secret sesh coming up next month uh, it's going to be a good time. So I look forward to definitely getting to uh, break down some nugs with you again um, and and really twist something up. And thank you guys again for so much for being on uh, you know th this podcast with us. It really means a lot for y'all to be on the first season and help us uh, explore you know what cannabis looks like across North America. So appreciate y'all. Awesome, man. Appreciate you guys for having me. Mitch, us. take us out. All right, man. Episode 47 with 420 Kingdom. Big ups to Jesse and Jordan for joining us tonight, man. We will see you guys next time.